welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Hello, Aidan. It's Whatever Works again. It is. Well, what, whatever wins, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I'm sat yeah. here in my studio. Uh, we had a black. I had a. We had a power outage about ten minutes ago, dear listener, when Ted and I were about to start. And oh my goodness, I'm watching the trees outside. I may have a tree <laughs> through the window before the end of this recording. It's quite exciting, really, isn't it? It's not funny, is it? No, no, and I, I, I very much sympathise for people who are, are out there, you know, yeah. in, in, in genuinely dangerous situations, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that said, it's still a little bit um, buttock clenching. Sat here in my studio, watching the world falling down outside. Buttock clenching, nice one. <laughs> How are you um, and your buttocks, Ted? The, well, the the, um, the the forecast for North Wales was supposed to be that right now, this minute, it's going to be at its worst, right. and then it will be moving away. But looking out the window here, which I am, um, I can see the top of the trees, and they're hardly moving. And the the rain, there was some rain a bit earlier. I I think North Wales has kind of missed it, you know. I. Which is great for you me, but lucky I, yeah. I could have I could have stayed down at my static after I last night. I thought I saw the forecast coming, and I thought no, I'm getting out of here. So I, I came up to Mum's and I stayed the night. I think it's <laughs> I'm better, a chicken. It's better safe than sorry in any case, Ted. You know, it's like saying, "Oh, I didn't need to wear my seatbelt. I won't bother next time." You 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 just don't know, yeah. do you? Um, but I know we had, we had a very yeah. peaceful night, and I got up this morning, and it, and it was a lovely, beautiful morning. Um, yeah. Until about half an hour ago, when it, when it all kicked off. Yeah, and you got a power cut. And really we had a power odd. cut, yeah, which was very short. Dear listener, I was saying to Ted off air just now, I wonder if it might have been the company switching over to some alternative source of power. Um, I don't know what, because it, it, the power went, all went off, and I thought, oh, here we go. Thank goodness I filled a thermos. Uh, and then it came back on about five minutes later. It's one of those whacking great big power banks they keep. It's an anchor. That's right. They had to just replug the USB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get on with the show, Ted. <laughs> right. It's show 156, and we are surviving Storm Eunice at the moment, as it's Friday the 18th of February. Middle of February. It'll be summer soon, and who knows what that will bring in terms of climate. We shall keep an eye on it. <laughs> Whateverworks.works is our website. Links to all the stuff we're going to talk about in the show today. Don't forget to join us in the MeWe group because that's where it all happens. Let us know whatever works in your life. We'll bring the highlights to that to shows forthcoming. TedSalmon.com for me, which is where you'll find links to all the audio podcasts that we're involved in and all the MeWe groups. So head across there. And AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden's stuff. Thank you so much to everyone for using my Amazon affiliate link i'll say that at the start of the show which is tinyurl.com forward slash amazon ted uk and also um, if you want to buy me a coffee you can do that at paypal.me forward slash ted salmon now i'm saying that at the top of the show aiden because we've decided to have a little bit of a refresh reshuffle haven't we we have indeed. I'm, all things uh, can benefit from a little bit of a scrape around in the barrel, get rid of the bad stuff, bring in some new good stuff. And we thought perhaps it's time to consider doing something like that with whatever works. So stand by. Things may or may not be a little bit different in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, so don't be surprised if some sections disappear. Some new sections appear over the weeks. Um, and some some also some sections might make a comeback when there's stuff um, available for it or when Aiden we, hasn't heard his jingle for a while and wants to play it yeah exactly <laughs> um, but yes if you've got any ideas about the way that we can refresh things uh, we did ask that question on the MeWe group we have got some ideas already um, but if you've got any other ideas then do let us know we don't want it to become stale um, and do keep as I say plugging away into the MeWe group because we also don't really want to drop it to um, anything less than fortnightly. But sometimes we approach the show and we think to ourselves, we haven't got enough for a show here. But we've allowed ourselves the 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 the, the, um, the flexibility of saying, well, if there's not enough for a show, then we'll just have to shelve it. Um, and so, you know, you can help us not have to do that, dear listener, by keep using the media group and telling us whatever works in your life. Enough of this preamble. Let's move on. <laughs> He 
yeah, I've got a quick bit of feedback. You may remember on the last show, you mentioned your omelette maker. And I Ooh. had an Alzheimer's moment and said, didn't I buy one of those? I'm sure. Yeah. I did. Well, I did. <laughs> I, I've, I found it in the back of a cupboard. I did indeed take your lead there and buy an omelette maker, which I do now remember. I enjoyed very much. I don't quite know how it managed to get from the kitchen surface to the back of the cupboard, but it will come back the other way as soon as I'm able to get to the shops through this hurricane and buy some eggs. And I'll be using my omelette maker again. So thank you for that. Great. Dave. Hopefully you bought the, the, the better one, um, not the crappy one that I got, which has lost all its stick. So um, let us know about that one. I think the good one was made by this company called Q something. It was a five-letter word beginning with Q. QAnon? No. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was. But anyway, um, we'll, we'll look forward to hearing your feedback on that next time, perhaps. I shall do so. I'll tell you if the sticky has lost its stick while it was in the cupboard. Yeah. Paul Lund comments on the LED Lenser P14 torch that he says he mentioned in regard to leaking AA batteries. Uh, oh. Yes, indeed. Paul says that it's now 10 years old, but is similar in the form factor to the torch that Steve Litchfield, our guest in the last show, brought on. Right. The newer versions, he says, are brighter and often have a near daylight colour temperature. However, I would prefer more power levels. Most of the time, the high brightness settings are just too much for normal use. Some torches include an SOS signal, which might be important in a hill rescue. That's right. We discussed that with Steve in the show, didn't we, Ted? Yeah. These torches have a very directional beam. Brilliant for searching, but less helpful as a light beacon. Sometimes you can take off the lens and create a 360 degree lighthouse beacon to be found. Always preserve your battery capacity in case it takes you time to locate you. Yeah, I mean, Paul clearly is discussing the torch with a view to it being a safety device, whereas I think the likes of you and I, Ted, are not very likely to find ourselves um, lost at no. sea and needing no. a rescue torch. So we're more likely to want a torch with indeed a wider beam to go down the garden and look for hedgehogs or whatever it might be in my case. Yeah, many torches yeah. with many uses, but... um. Or, or doing a padlock up on a moped in the pitch dark, which I do most days. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. I mean, I, 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 need to, I, I really need to set up an outside light. I need your help to do that because you're good at that stuff. So when, whenever I go down back down to my static for my my mum's um, in the winter, anyway, it's dark and I struggle to um, fiddle about and get the padlocks on and do all the security on the moped. I can't see a thing. Oh, there are so, so many good PAR yeah, lights. I actually yeah. got one for my mother for the back door not long ago. So if you, uh, which was mains powered, so depending on whether you want battery or mains, there are so yeah, many. Yeah, I can't really do. I can't really do mains without a. Um, major surgery, so it would have to be batteries. Right. But, uh, but thank yeah. you, thank you, Paul, and and that all started, of course, with his amazing AA batteries that that, that didn't leak for ten years. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. So, uh, torches all round, and and also thermos flasks. Now, you uh, today, this very day, you've been filling up. Thermos this is very flasks, topical. I yeah. I filled a couple of thermos flasks last night before I went to bed, just in case. Got up this morning and refilled them straight away, uh, only to be vindicated by a power cut. Half an hour later but it didn't last long enough to actually need the thermos flasks but they're still in the other room wrapped up with towels to keep them doubly warm and um i may or may not need them as the show progresses but um gareth yeah. has uh, gareth had a question about flasks didn't he? he he did and we'll come to that in a second all i want what i wanted to say was while we're talking about um flasks and hot water um we were talking earlier about a, um, a an item that you've got which i don't think we have brought to the show before i could be wrong but you're going to bring it to the next show and it's called the redefined hot water dispenser so watch out for that one we'll talk about that next week and if anyone has got one of those or something similar then do jump in the me group and let us know we'll have a bit of a chinwag about that on the next show absolutely but yes gareth williams yes he says he wants to um get a recommendation for a good capacity flask or thermos to take wild winter swimming i can only imagine what that is <laughs> Design and quality as well as practicality are the main concerns and I'm not too bothered about cost. He's obviously got too much money as well. <laughs> so, yeah, recommendations um, he was looking for. Well, the ever stalwart Chris Kelly came back with almost any stainless steel double-walled flask will do the job. Whatever, What really differentiates is the stopper. You ha Yes, I can vouch for that too, indeed. I've seen some fantastic thermoses with rotten necks and stoppers that just let all the heat out. You have mm. to decide, says Chris, if you want a wide neck so that you can use it for soups and stews. Ooh, you can't yeah. go wrong with a genuine thermos 
in inverted commas, product, if price is not an issue. And he links to the light and compact flask one litre from Thermos, which I believe was £25, wasn't it? Which is, uh, yes, there we are, which is not, it's not extortionate money. If you want to pay for a decent Thermos flask, um, it's certainly a known name. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is, and, and Ian Barton backs him up on this. He says that Thermos is the brand to go for, definitely. It is more expensive, but they do make them properly. They keep things hot and the flask lasts forever. And Duncan Robinson came in at this point saying, I don't go to football on a freezing day without my Contigo, which is another flask, which in fact I own one of. Oh, but Chris points out quite rightly that this is a mug and not a flask. So the, it may be um, a thermos, uh, inverted commas, but it's uh, the capacity is not going to be very big. Um, but he says that, yes, they're very good um, um, if the volume is adequate for what you want to do. Going wild winter swimming, probably it wouldn't be enough, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, I think so. And I, concur <laughs> I concurred with Chris that I've got a Contigo, but I don't, I must say, I can't vouch for the thermal qualities of it because I use it for cold water at night. You may remember I bought it oh, on the yeah, show yeah. because I didn't want to ruin any more mobile phones by spilling a glass of water on them overnight. Yeah. So I got this thing and I have used it every night, night after night for a good year or so now and have never had any problems with it. So, as I say, I can't vouch for whether it's thermally um, good or bad or indifferent, but it's certainly a lovely, sound, decent piece of kit if you just want okay. a single shot thermos. OK, so there's that one. And also, yeah, the, the general advice seems to be for Gareth is um, try and go for the thermos name um, if you can, because you're kind of kind of to some degree guaranteed that it would be half decent i used to have a food flask i'd forgotten about that when chris was talking about soups and stews i completely forgotten i have one of those and i used to um, make sausages and put them in oh i do remember <laughs> yes we had a big fat blue one with a big screw on lid and you again you could put also yeah. you could put soups and and stews and all sorts of things in there yeah yeah it was great you could whatever you wanted to keep warm just chuck it in and because it had such a big neck you could put pretty much what you liked in. and cold yeah. too of course i mean you can also put yeah, i yeah. guess you can put ice cream or, or, or whatever in these things as well and keep it relatively cold for a while. Very good indeed. Right, guess who's back? Tell me, tell me, tell me. My mother, Esther Salmon. Hey. She's um, she's back in the, the frame in whatever works. We've not heard from her for a while. But she got a Canrax soft tablet stand for putting her uh, tablet on next to her on the sofa. Um, it's about 11 or 12 quid, um, but it's basically a multi-angle book rest, um, a reading pad, a support cushion, a wedge thingy that you just wedge things into. You can use it for books or magazines or Kindles or smartphones, whatever. She uses it mostly with her tablet um, and it works really well. Um, she does say, however, that on the Amazon reviews, if you're led by that, they, they all, that almost all of them slag it off horribly say that it's delivered badly it's all squished up and out of shape and it's all a bit rubbish but actually she said don't read those because um even though it did arrive um squashed up like they ship mattresses yes, these days yes, pillows um it does come out and it becomes uncrumpled so she said that you know people are just a, a bit impatient she thinks anyway um she says it sits on the sofa beside her and it holds the tablet or the phone perfectly well and it's comfortable to put on the knee as well. You can turn it around into three positions and each one has got a, a different kind of angle of um, the, the wedge so you can change around which way you like uh, to use it. The cover comes off uh, via a zip which is a good thing and uh, you can chuck it in a washing machine. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's, she says that in practice, um, there's only one way that suits her using it of the three ways, um, because it's got the most acute uh, wedge angle, oh, yeah, yeah, but, yes. <laughs> but, but other people might find that differently. Anyway, there you go. She recommends that, the Canrax soft tablet stand for sticking on the sofa or using in bed, I guess. I like this very much. Do you remember those things um, you, you, the, you used to have tray and under the tray was a sort of beanbag cushiony thing. Oh, so you could yeah, put it I've on got your one lap. of those. This is the sort of next, this is the modern emanation, isn't it? Of yeah, that. I like this very exactly. much. Pretty nice indeed. Thank you, Mother. Yes, indeed. Nice, Thank you, Esther. Nice to see you back. <laughs> I've brought something onto the show that I didn't think I'd ever bring. I bring you steel cap boots. How very butch Ooh. and manly of me. Um, 
I'm reworking the garden. I may have told you I have a pond in the garden. Um, no. I've spent some time out there. I, we, my mother and I made the decision to redo. We've got a little meadow with some turf. And anyway, basically, the story is I had to use a turf cutter in the garden, which I hired. And I've never used a turf cutter before. And I was a bit nervous. Um, and I read, I looked at the YouTube videos and read up as one does and learned that safety goggles and toe protection is advised. So safety goggles, we all know and probably all have a pair. If not, they're just plastic goggles to protect your eyes. But I thought I'll see if it's possible, if I can afford it, if it's financially worth it for the sake of my toe tootsies to get some steel tap, steel cap toe boots. Oh, I'll try that again. Steel toe cap boots. Ugh. And blow me down with a feather. Easy in this weather. £13.35. And I thought, wow. well, these are probably going to be awful. I've never bought these things before. I know nothing of them, but I'll just take a punt. I only need them for one afternoon. And they're really, they're fine. I mean, they're not the most mm. comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life, but they're not meant to be. Uh, you know, all I can tell you, this layman is very happy. You put them on, they're sound, they're decent, they're strong, they they do the job. And I presume that if I were to put my foot under the turf cutter or drop a rock from a height on my toes, I would be fine. I mean, I'm not going to test the, <laughs> the the ability of the steel toe cap. I'm going to have to just trust it. They're from a company called Black Rock. I bought them on Amazon, of course. Where else? Black safety chucker boot with steel toe cap and midsole. And as I say, Chucker. I bought them very, very apprehensively thinking, well, these aren't going to be much cop. But they really are. And I've worn them in the garden two or three times since and just made them my gardening shoes and they're, they're not uncomfortable and um, I'm shocked. £13.35 what's not to love if you should happen to need a pair of steel cap boots? Um, I was reflecting there that only Aidan Bell would assume that everyone has a pair of plastic eye goggles. <laughs> uh, of course everyone's got a pair of those, those he says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, yeah, I'm but, sorry but I mean they're a little more common I think than, than steel toe cap boots are. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, anybody, anybody who does any kind of DIY, even if you're just drilling a hole in the wall, I think it's sensible to wear at least glasses, uh, and if not, then then protective glasses. Yeah, and we're all really bad at that, aren't we? I used to have a pair of steel toe cap um, shoes. Actually, they were Doc Martens. Oh, right. Okay. And they lasted for decades. Yeah, but they I should imagine really Doc Martens were normal in inverted commas price. I mean, they, they yeah, were probably yeah, would have been yeah, fifty, sixty, absolutely. seventy quid yeah, plus, yeah, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. £13.35 is just amazing, isn't it? It's just bonkers. And as I say, the shock yeah. is that when they arrived, they didn't they didn't belie that. They didn't look like 1335. They looked like 3335, you know. Fantastic. There you are. Okay, the Black Rock Black Safety Chucker Boots, up to size 13, unfortunately. Um, if I wanted a pair, um, as usual, I can't get any for my great big plates. Well, I tell you what, all the reviews that I read said order a size lower than you need because they're big and oh, I right. thought, Tosh, I'll order the size I need and guess what? They're huge. Oh, <laughs> and right, that's okay. fine because I don't need them to fit like a glove. I'm just fine in the garden with them but I could have gone, yeah, I mean, yeah. you. I think you'd be alright with the 13, Ted. Yeah, maybe the 13 will fit me then. Quite great. Okay then. I shall keep um, an eye on that <laughs> if one. If you ever need them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if I ever need steel toe-cut boots again. Um, I, the other thing I've been keeping an eye on lately is TikTok. I've spoken about this at length yes. on, tech, on Tech Addicts, but it's really good fun. I enjoy TikTok. I think it's just fun and aimless, time-killing, you know, I, I just half an hour a day or whatever and just float through and see what's going on and, and what stupid things that people are doing just to try and get famous. <laughs> yes. And it's just funny. Anyway, one of the things that I stumbled across was this thing called Cluster which appears to be the new Jenga. It's a, a, a kind of family game, and it looks like a really simple but neat idea. What you do is you get this thing called Cluster, which is not that cheap, actually. I think it's about 19 quid. £22.11. Um, and I think that you could probably make one yourself. Yes. Anyway, I'll explain what it is. So you, you get a rope, and you get some magnets. Now, in this cluster game, all the magnets are nicely, interestingly, differently shaped. And if you got magnets yourself, they wouldn't be, I yeah. guess. But so, so that's what you're maybe paying for a bit. But you, what you do is you put the rope down in a circle on the table in front of your 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 group of people, and people put down um, magnets inside the, the rope. Um, and keep putting them down, keep putting them down, spacing them out as much as they can. 
and eventually there's not enough room for them to um to 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 reside independently and the magnetism clacks them together and then the, the person that has the clack has to then pick up the ones that are clacked together and then that counts against them they've got to try and, so the, the winner is the person that um is the last one with you know, the first person to get rid of all their their little magnets it just looks like a really simple <coughs> jenga type game that looks really super um fun and i think you probably could make it so you certainly could <laughs> um and and uh, you know it looked really good i've never thought about anything like it does look so, fun. You could you could yeah. just rock up at the pub with it in your pocket and just say, "Yeah, Here, let's yeah. play this." Yes, exactly. I like that very much, Ted. It reminds. So yeah, I was going to say it reminds well, me of a thing that I. That, <laughs> sorry, is that what you were going to say, or have I beat you? No, no. no we, I think we've stumbled into that one. <laughs> I was, there was a gap, and I was going to say to you because I was waiting for you to come back with NeoCube and you didn't jump in. Okay. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll invite you then. And it was too late. <laughs> right, let's try that again. That's very interesting, Ted. It reminds me, <laughs> according to the recording notes, of... Um, no, seriously, though. Do, do you remember, I think it may have been you, brought onto the show, oh, 150 years ago, a thing called NeoCube, which was is basically made up of about 200-odd tiny little round magnets which all oh, yeah. come together into a sort of Borg cube, if anyone knows their Star Trek terminology. Uh, and basically, you can just t make it into a, into a long line. You can flip it round. You can play with it. And this thing was... was This was a big fidget thing for me for a long time until I got fed up with it. Um, right. So I, that just... It, it just Thinking about magnets and, and frivolity and playing, that just put that back in my in my head, and I actually dug it up. I'm holding the thing in my hand now for the first time in many many months. But um, no, I have to say, cluster does look like a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. even on your own. I mean, you could even play it as a solitaire, couldn't you? you yeah, could yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, just a bit of fun and interesting to play with magnetism, which we used to do as children. Yes. Oh, I remember the ones when you'd have something like a train or a little teddy bear or something, and underneath you'd have a magnet, and you'd move the magnet round under the table or under the yeah, table, yeah. and the and the figure would move around. That was great fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Link in the show notes if you've got 22 quid to spare, or have a go at making one yourself. Why not? It might just work. In the meantime, we'll talk about something that I know absolutely nothing about, so hopefully you can comment on it. Jeremy Harpham obviously can, because he has brought to the show water conditioners, oh. um, which looks like a thing that you stick in line to your piping, and it conditions your water. He lives in a hard water area, and um, he was going to put it into the still-using um, category um, because he's been using it since 1996. Limescale is a big issue for kettles, coffee machines and heating, he says. Typically kettles would last 18 to 24 months in this hard water area. Water conditions work by creating a magnetic field to charge the limescale particles so that they stay in the water for longer rather than depositing on metal surfaces. Oh, that's clever. Oh, wow. But the charge also means that the limescale tends to clump together, which you can see happen in your kettle. Wow. So do you think that means if you got tired of playing cluster, you could just tie all the magnets round the pipes <laughs> in the loft? Oh, uh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> anyway, Jeremy goes on to say... You either need to flush out your kettle more often or have a kettle with a filter in the spout to avoid bits of limescale ending up in your tea. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. yeah I yeah. installed the unit in my first house in 1996, says Jeremy. We moved out in 2003. We used the same kettle and it had never been descaled. That original kettle moved with us and so finally expired in 2013, having never been descaled, only flushed out. We are now Ooh. on our third kettle but only because the lid broke on the second. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's been long-term benefits to central heating and radiators. Um, and, and also, I, I'll point you to the MeWe um, group because this this post is really, really long and Jeremy goes into huge detail about the ins and outs of all this. This is my pre-seed paraphrased version. So do head across there because um, he, he talks more about the radiators right. and central heating. Um, also, the first steam iron lasted 21 years years he says um if there's a one downside we do find that limescale deposits um are on the shower heads and in the coffee machine which still need to be descaled after three every three to four months i would expect um it to be more frequent without the water conditioner all i know is that when we move again thinking of retiring 
I will be taking the water conditioner with me. So yeah, it does look as though it has a really good impact and I've no idea how much it costs, but um, like a lot of these things, your setup cost might be a bit high, but um, if the long time effects are going to be like 30 years worth, then why not indeed? Absolutely, yes. Do you know, I'm intrigued by this. I'm lucky, I'm, I'm pleased to say, I think we must be lucky. Uh, we're in Hertfordshire and our water must be either hard or soft I never know which it is because we don't have that much of a problem but I guess if you right. live in an area where there is a problem this thing is fantastic yeah we don't have a problem in North Wales either <coughs> but um, yeah we did have in Sussex oh, well, you, you have lovely Welsh water don't you I mean well bully da yucky da <laughs> We have an interesting gremlin in our recording notes that sometimes pops up, and it's called Steve Litchfield. It's great fun. We record a show, and then suddenly, as if by magic, there's a Steve. There's Steve. There's Steve. Thank you, Steve. It's always always lovely to hear from you, even even if by some strange route like this. Steve today has popped up in our show notes. Talking about cable management, whatever works to its extreme. Now, I like this. This is very Heath Robinson. Well, fairly. Steve says, I have cables popping up from under my desk where the mains, bricks, etc. are. And the challenge is to stop them disappearing round the back when I unplug them from whichever phone or computer I'm using. Oh, I've yeah. got that T-shirt, Steve. So has Ted. <laughs> my extremely low-tech solution, says Steve, isn't to go and buy self-adhesive cable management clips or conduits. I use blobs of blue tack. Oh, vive la blue tack. One blob is flexible, <laughs> copes with several cables and doesn't dry out for about a year. Oh, blue tack is it's like gaffer tape. I mean, it holds the world together. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm a blue tack man. Virtually free, says Steve. That's true. Blue tack is so cheap, isn't it? We should have had it on cheapest chips by now. Yeah, I think it's yeah. about a pound for a decent sized packet of blue tack. Virtually free, very flexible, redoable as needed. Only caveat is that it looks a bit icky to some. Me, though, I love my blue tack a thousand and one uses. Well, it's only ick if you can see it. I mean, Steve, if you're talking about um, protecting cables round the back of things upon your desk, I don't suppose it's very visible anyway. A very good yeah. shout, Steve. That's actually should have, come, should have come under Ted's top tips, really, shouldn't it? It should also have been put, Steve, into the MeWe group because you've got a nice, <laughs> a nice picture there and a nice little item. And if you put it in the MeWe group, other people could have chipped in on what they use Bluetech for as well. And we could have extended this piece. I'm telling you off, Steve. Actually, you must but... put that picture in the MeWe group, Ted, because that, that, that it certainly <laughs> does look icky. I can understand looking at that picture why Steve thinks the blue tack looks icky. It's actually white tack, which is interesting because I know there yeah, is a variant. Yeah. He's got white tack as opposed to blue there yeah. for the pedantic among us. It rather looks like a squashed animal that's been pressed home onto his <laughs> desk there. But anyway, thank you, Steve. A, a really good tip. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for contributing. Definitely. And, and yeah, do, um, in all seriousness, if you have got um, innovative uses for blue tack, then do chip into the group and let us know so there you go and there was the jingle so there we are <laughs> we have the item and then the jingle but Hurrah. give us another ted's top tip then ted my ted my top tip today and i'm looking at it right now is the in the corner of the um, spare bedroom at my mum's house there's a fuse box cupboard and it's just about at head level for me and in order to get round to the cut to the to the window you have to squeeze past the end of the bed and that corner is really sharp now you could kind of um file down the corner i suppose to make it round but a couple of years ago we got these um these little corner protectors these plastic thingies they've got um sticky stuff um inside and um, you just stick them on the corners. And I brought them to the show at the time and, and uh, we, we went through the whole thing. But I was just bringing this to Ted's Top Tips because I walked into that corner the other day oh. and <clears throat> I was so glad that that thing was on there still. And it stayed on there for, it must be two years. Um, and I really hurt my head still um, because even with that protector on, it, you know, it, you get a nasty hurt. But... You know, if that had been the corner in my, I, I, I'm sure I would have um, drawn blood, and it would have been just much nastier. So, my top tip really is, and I'll put a link in the show notes that to to one on Amazon called Little Explorers Corner Protectors, and you just stick them on any corners. They're not just for kids; they're also for um, situations like I just described, and um, they can save your bacon. They look great. And I, and I know what you mean. I mean, if you bang your head or your knee or whatever on a corner, it can be the end, can't it? 
It can these, be, is it a sort of gel? What 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 is it that you actually contact instead of the court? Is a sort of soft gel of some sort? Is it? It's a soft TPU plastic stuff. Fabulous. It, it, it's it's already in shape. But you see, that's something else that, that Steve might argue that blue tech would be good for. If you because if you've got a big blob of blue tech, presumably it would do the same job. Yes, you know, but but then the only doors. only once. I mean, seriously, you'd then have to sort of remould the blue tech yeah, having yeah. hit it. So you, 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 it would need more maintenance than yours. And it wouldn't look so pretty. No. The, 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 these actually look quite good. I've got one. There's a step in the in one of the the, the rooms at my mum's house. And and I just can see my mum or dad one day falling forward over the step, and there's a, a cabinet, a metal cabinet down below, and I put one of these these corners on that corner of that because I thought if either of them did trip over there, then um, head straight for that corner. That that would be a right mess, really. Um, and so so you can be proactive with these things. That's the point, and um, put them where you like. They're, they're cheap, cheapest chips too. I could have done with some of these. Outside my studio, um, there's a step down because my studio is an extension, so it's on a slightly different level. So there's a right. step down, step up if you're going out. Um, uh, it works in both directions. It's clever, isn't it? And above that, the ceiling does the same. If you can imagine, there's a sort of upside down step on the ceiling to, to, to match the step on the floor. Right. About a year ago. Uh, no, it must have been longer because it was before COVID. Um, there's that missing year. Uh, <laughs> Something wonderful. I can't remember. Some exciting thing happened and I was in a very good mood and I left my studio and I leapt up in the air with joy, smacked my head on the corner piece on the ceiling oh, to the point that really hurt, sat down, put my hand on the back of my head, covered in blood, ended up in A&E. <laughs> Oh because word. I had leapt like a gazelle out of my studio and yeah. smacked my head. So, yeah, if I'd had some of your corner protectors, that could have saved a trip to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can also, if you've got long corners, if you know what I yes. mean... Um, you, you can get this stuff um, for long corners as well. It's like it's like it's almost like Armorflex for for um, copper pipes. It it just protects the edges of things. It's good stuff. Anyway, that's my top tip: um, protect your corners and think proactively about that. Don't wait for an accident to happen. So that was cheapest chips, but now here's the real cheapest chips. <laughs> Cheapest chips all round. My cheapest chips this time is black thermal fingerless gloves. Unbelievably, £1.80 a pair on Amazon at the moment. Now, the real price is £3 something. Right. So they're on a special at the moment. And we've just, I, I got a pair for myself, not thinking for one minute that they would fit me because I've got huge hands. But they are. They, they fit me fine. I'm wearing them now. Um, they stretch to one size fits all. They look tiny, but they go on fine. They're really comfy and warm and cosy and can just be left on the whole time. Um, su subsequently, my mum has ordered another two pairs while it's still £1.80. Um, and, um, the, you know, she's going to give her the pairs where one for Christmas, I think. Um, they're, they're really, really good. And I, you can type with them and use my mouse. And um, as you know, I like to be cold yes. and not hot. So so when I when I do get cold hands, and you'll know all about cold hands, because it's a big yes. thing with you, yes. isn't it? And th these work really, really well. They're, they're ever so nice. They're not badly made. They're okay. But for £1.80, who cares? Cheapest chips. That is really good. I might consider that, for, as you say, for sitting at the computer using the mouse. £1.80 for people with cold hands or Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> I like this, yes, thank you. Yeah. I want one, I want one, I want one. I want one of those. Yes, I'm afraid I'm a snob. I don't buy cheapest chips at the moment, so straight on to I want one of those. I'm the other direction. Actually, this is Chris yeah. Kelly's. This is Chris brought this on, and this is so cool. Uh, Chris says, a bit of overkill for putting my iPhone on top of. <laughs> But you could have great fun with this driving through the park. Watch the video and tell me that you don't want one. This is a Snooper Rover electric stabilisation camera dolly. Now, I think most people know what a Steadicam is. A Steadicam is that extraordinary piece of equipment whereby a camera is held, usually by a person or it could be a tripod or a dolly or a drone or a crane. And whichever way the person or the crane or the mount moves, the camera stays still 
Now, I've been fascinated by uh, Steadicams my whole life. I love Steadicams. I don't understand. It's to do with gyroscopes and black magic. They're just amazing. And this one that Chris has found is basically a tripod Steadicam. It's a, it's a tripod that you mount your camera on the top of, but then you can wheel it around. It's all, not only that, I believe it's remote controlled as well. So you can either push it by hand or you can send this thing off with the remote control and it will move around and the camera stays steady and you get beautiful shots. And um, actually, for £292, I have to tell you, uh, as a person who knows a little bit about these kind of things, that's actually a very fair price because for a decent steady cam, you can pay thousands of pounds. So, um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't quite have the need for one, but I agree with Chris. It would be so much fun to play with. I did. Um, I watched the video of this, and it is fascinating. I, I share your fascination with the way in which these things work. They're so clever, and I, I, uh, you know, when you see the video of this in action, you think to yourself, "You, you, you want to find reasons to to to, to do yes, this." Yes. Yes. You, <laughs> I, I want a part of this. I'll, I'll go and create a hobby so that I can use this. Thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and the filming that I've been involved with, that people know that I'm involved with this. I'm um, safety video filming that I do for for River Ships. Um, and we've used, I've, we've, we've experienced and used and worked with Steadicams around the sort of thousand, two thousand pound mark, and they are amazing. It's just ridiculous. You hold this thing and you jump up and down, and the camera stays where it is. And I don't yeah. understand how it works. And I remember years and years and years ago when they were in their infancy and so was I and I was doing an advert and I first chatted to the man on the advert who was doing the one. And in those days, he had a pile of pennies on this thing and he said, I just put a penny on or take a penny off and that adjusts the balance for me. Um, yeah. You know, and the technology has come ahead in leaps and bounds now. Yeah, and now you yeah. see drones with incredible gyroscopic control. And I mean, there are these handheld gimbals that you can get for iPhones, aren't there? I've seen um, that you just mount your phone in and then you can sort of move your hand around in space and the, and the movement of the phone follows smoothly. It's extraordinary. And it, and it, it is. Yeah. It's gyroscopes and black magic. It really is. Yeah. It really is fascinating to watch. I would encourage, like Chris has done, people to go and watch the video yes. and to just scroll through the, the Kickstarter page, which is where this is um, coming from. And it's just fascinating to watch what they're doing with it. You can, you there is a transmitter controller, so as you say, you can control it remotely, or you can control it with a tablet or a phone or an app as usual, um, or you can just do it with your, your hand as well. It just looks absolutely fascinating, and I really want to... Um, want to need one. Yes. I want to want yes, one. Yes, <laughs> same here. And I mean, I do have a peripheral involvement with films and filming, and even then, I don't yeah. really have the need for one. But it, it would no. be so much fun to play with. Yeah, absolutely. Good shout. Well done, Chris. Nice Thank one. Thank you, Chris. Um, similarly stupidly priced <laughs> is the... No, actually, it's much, much worse, worse price. Yes. Is the gold-plated Sony Walkman. <laughs> we all we remember the Sony Walkman oh, from yes. back in the day. Oh, goodness, yes. Well... The modern version of that, which is a, basically an MP3 player, um, d d Amazon, sorry, not Amazon, Sony have decided to um, release a souped-up version of this, which is 99.99% gold-plated oxygen-free copper, which gives the impression of being gold, yeah. um, and it's costing two and a half thousand quid. Ooh. Now we were talking recently Ooh. about having. <laughs> Having devices that do one thing well, and these Sony MP3 players do that. They do they do one job. They they, they haven't even got speakers on them. It, they're like an old fashioned MP3 player, yeah. like an old Walkman. You've got to use headphones or send out the sound to a, a Bluetooth speaker or something. Um, and but they're just gorgeous, and I would love to have one i it, i'm a bit annoyed really that smartphones are so smart that we think as though we think that th they can do everything so we don't need devices like this anymore but actually it's really nice to have something that is just one use yes. and it does it really really well um so yeah five inch display it runs android 11 um usb-c hurrah which has arrived on these at last and 30 to 40 hours of playback um just gorgeous but yeah the stupid price even the, the one that's not gold plated is 999 quid. really i was just so, gonna say i mean <laughs> oh goodness um so yeah that, that's that's the only difference really is that one's gold and one all right isn't. Now, well now um, i do have a question i'm sorry where yeah. do they get off on charging a grand for the non-gold <laughs> one? I'm sorry, that should be a couple of hundred quid. 
They are beautifully made one. Have you ever held one of these in your hand? No, I mean, I had a Walkman way back in the day when I had a cassette player yeah. Walkman, but no, not, no, I've never, I've never I, experienced these new ones. I ordered one of these Sony Walkman um, MP3 player style ones yes. about two, a few years ago now, but it's just gorgeous. You know how we talk about just the gorgeous build quality yes. of oh, things? Yes, absolutely, yes. How knurled metal knobs and, and, and buttons that, that feel as though they're quality. Yes. Yeah, honestly, if you if you held one of these um, new Walkmans, you would say, oh, yeah, this is so Sony, it's so gorgeous, and I just want to... You know, um, a, a, an object of of, of beauty, and, and yes. I, anyway, I won't. Yeah, and and, and again, you know, as we often say, if you were an avid music listener with a very good use case, and you would use it day in day out and love it and cherish it, then why not? If you can afford it. And I think that the the ones that play um, FLAC files, particularly, this is obviously they they've made this really high end. The one I'm talking about from a few years yes. ago, yeah was just mp3 and wav files but they're obviously making this really high end and, and top quality output and all the rest of it so yeah it, it's for real specialist stuff but i want one of those i think i do too <laughs> but i'll be happy for the one that isn't gold i tell you what i want ted um now this is very niche and it's still tech so i'll keep it quick and it, actually it was yours i i mustn't try to claim this for myself you found yeah. this ted uh and but i'm grabbing it and i'm putting it and i want one of those because boy i do it's a stream deck foot pedal now oh before you go can i just say i didn't find it they sent me an email because I bought a stream deck, they just hound me okay. with emails. Oh, yeah, yeah, but nevertheless, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to claim credit for something that you put into the MeWe group. That's okay. what I'm saying. Carry on. Um, now, you know this, obviously, because you own a stream deck, as do I. And for those who don't, we've discussed it on the show. It's a wonderful little gizmo. It's basically a small set of buttons that you can use to control your computer if you don't understand how to use a mouse. <laughs> I mean, there is no excuse except that it's great fun. But it, 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 it is fun and it does save a lot of time and you can set the buttons to do whatever you want. I won't go into that because we've discussed stream decks on the show a couple of times now. Ted has found a foot pedal, which basically means three more buttons for your stream deck but they're under the desk and you play them with your foot. Um, and the, the nice thing about the Stream Deck is whichever program, you know, if you go into your email or, or, or your web surfing or whatever it is you're doing on the computer, Stream Deck will follow you and the buttons and the controls of the Stream Deck will echo whatever program you're currently using. The same will happen with the foot pedal. So you will be in whatever program it is and suddenly your foot pedal is going to do whatever it is that you've asked it to do within that program. There are, I believe three pedals i think i didn't study it in great yeah, detail because I don't, I don't it's just like it's like prick teasing myself i just don't want to do it um <laughs> but it's got three pedals i think one of them even has a sensitivity on it so you can control how much pressure you have to give it to make it work it's as i say that's it i mean i i it's three more buttons for your stream deck, but they're on the floor and you control them with your foot and I want one. And what's more, it's 80 quid, which is not silly money. I mean, considering you've just brought on a £2,000 Walkman, <laughs> £80 <laughs> for something that would actually be a pra of practical use isn't a huge amount of money. Nevertheless, I really don't think I can justify it. So I just wanted to say on the show, thanks for bringing it, Ted, and I hate you for bringing it. <laughs> I, think, I think that one of the main uses for this to be fair, is um, content creators, um, particularly musicians. They're showing pictures of people, um, you know, playing instruments yes. with with both hands, both hands tied up playing instruments, and they've got a foot pedal to change um, various yeah. things in their. their yeah, their but I could software. I could also use it. I mean, for instance, with with Photoshop, if I've got my hand on my yeah, mouse and I'm yeah. doing something, I can I can just yeah. flick between one thing or another by sure. using my foot. So there are reasons why it can could be oh so useful and oh so much fun. absolutely yeah <laughs> and you could change you can change what the three the button the, with with your mouse you can change what the three buttons do on the fly and then the, I mean, can you think of, can you imagine the learning curve you'd have to go through? Yes. To, to and get, also get your foot to behave. The muscle memory thing. I mean, you and I have discussed this, the, the, the time it takes for the muscle memory to remember to reach over to the stream deck rather than go for the mouse or the menus. Yeah. Imagine then yeah. having to learn that your foot has to come into play. It's like being a church yeah, organist yeah. all of a sudden. You know? <laughs> yes, indeed. So there you go. Stream deck foot pedal, if you fancy one. And as you say, it's not that expensive, really. Oh, don't tempt me, Ted. Better before. Ah, you see, I, I just wanted to hear that jingle again. That's all it was. I just needed something. But I... <laughs> Better 
before. I've been getting really quite irate of late. I've become a little concerned about the money that we're spending on our electricity bill. And I'm not talking about the forthcoming price hikes that's going to affect the world. I'm just talking about in recent months and years. Um, and uh, there's been some very friendly, helpful people, as ever, on the MeWe group. Thank you to those who took part in the conversation with me. But we live in a world now, well, we used to live in a world where you would use your electricity or your gas and you'd get a bill through the post and it would say, you owe us 50 pounds and 50 pence and you would pay your bill or you'd be in trouble. Now you have a credit. You build up some kind of bank account within the company and they make it so complicated. I looked on the web to just see how much have I paid for my electricity for the last months. And that information is not easily available. Oh, well, you had a balance of this and then we charged you 50 percent of what we think you might owe us next month. And that brought your balance down to this. And Just tell me what I owe you. And then come telephones. I'm also concerned to see if I'm maybe paying more than we need to on the telephone bill and whether an alternative company might be better for that too. And looking at a price comparison website, again, kindly recommended to me by someone on the MeWe group, it turns out a huge number of these companies don't tell you this will be your monthly tariff. They tell you this will be your effective monthly tariff, but actually, say the monthly tariff is effectively £20, but you actually pay £27, and then we give you £7 back as an Amazon voucher. Or How you can make a cash claim, but you have to fill in a form to get it back. Can't you just tell me what I owe you and let me pay you? Really? Yeah, really, really. I'm, honestly, I've never seen this. And, I OK, I haven't got... Um, household bills in the same way as you have because I've got a static which is on a park and it works with the park owners um, so I guess it works differently but I, I've got a mobile phone bill and they don't do anything like that with Vodafone um, and what about, but, but I do, what about your electricity bill do you get a well, straightforward electricity bill or do well, they yeah, say but, yeah but as I just described that's because I, my electricity bill is it is in contract with the, the park oh, where the, the oh, static yeah, is so, you, so right. it's just the, the firm that, that pass on the charge to me um, but I haven't heard my mum and dad for example saying anything about this at all yeah. um, it, it used to, I, I do remember though when I did have a household um, a, a, a traditional household and had bills like you do um, that they 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 um, they estimate what you should be paying and then charge you so much a month, so it spreads the payment. Yeah, yeah, but I, uh, that's what I that's what I absolutely vehemently hate. Right. Don't estimate on my behalf and say, well, we think you're going to cost this, so we're going to charge you that, and then we'll give you a refund or we'll ask you for more. No, let me use the power. Trust me. That's what it is. I think that's the crux of it. Trust has gone out of the world. Yeah, but and the they company. Will say- they, they, will, they will say that they're trying to help people to budget. And and also, when I was responsible for that, you didn't have to do it if you didn't want to. But maybe now it's changed and you do have to do it this way. I don't know. Well, the thing is, the problem with me is I have a mind which, yes, can make a magnetic game from scratch because I'm weird like that. But I don't have a mind that's competent with maths and understanding IT and bills and, and payments. So it could very well be that this broadcaster is an idiot. and It's actually very simple and I just don't understand it. The worrying, very... bit, the worrying about it, a bit about it for me, though, is that, that them refunding your overpayment with Amazon vouchers, that just seems absurd. And I, I've never heard such nonsense unless right. a person agrees at the outset to do it that way or something. I, that just seems complete baloney to me. Well, then, then again, you see, it could be that I am an idiot and that I just landed on a comparison site which happened to include all of okay. those kinds of bills. Okay. So, you know. But I do agree with you in principle. Yes, you're right. When bills were bills, but they will argue that they're, they're helping people to budget by spreading payments. Hmm. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to have another rant now, but at least I know... <laughs> I know a little bit more about this one. <laughs> this is my Room 101, and it's Canon. It's Canon for making printer ink cartridges non-transparent. Let me explain. I don't use Canon cartridges because you have to mortgage your house to pay for them. 
I use alternative ink cartridges, which are absolutely fine. I might not get the absolute pristine Pantone colour pattern, colour numbers that, that I would with the Canon ones, but that doesn't bother me. So, you know, I, I, I pay, I mean, I pay something like four or five pounds per cartridge as opposed to 40 or 50 pounds per cartridge with Canon. The difference really is that big. And they're transparent, so you can see the ink. So when your printer pops up saying, you need to change your magenta ink, you can say, no, I don't. And you open the printer and you look, and there enough, sure enough, you can see there's plenty of magenta ink. So you just put it in and ignore the software. With Canon, which my mother does use, because my mother's in another, you know, another situation, I don't want her things to go wrong, because there is a downside with the alternative ones, which is that they can be messy and cause problems. So I want my mother to have a decent computer. She doesn't print very much, so it's fine for her to have the Canon cartridges. But her cartridges are black. They're not see-through. So when her software pops up and says, it's time to change the ink, you have no idea whether it is time to change the ink or not. And I swear that it isn't because I just say to my mum no no please wait 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 just keep printing until it actually won't print and she gets another two three weeks month couple of months out of the same cartridge which Canon was telling her to change I'm assuming it's deliberate I'm assuming it's Canon wanting you to throw away cartridges and pay a huge sum of money for the new ones which I think considering what they charge in the first place is not only dishonest but it's bad for the environment as well so shame on you Canon <laughs> of course, they will argue that what they're saying is get prepared. You're running short, so go and buy some so that you don't get caught out when it actually no, does no, run But that's out. not what the message says. The message says <laughs> change the ink cartridge. The ink cartridge yeah. has run out. It must be changed. And that yeah, simply yeah. isn't true. They do. They do. They all, they all seem to do that, don't they? My my mum has got a, um, a laser, a, a brother laser printer. Mm. And the toner thingy that goes in there, mm -hmm. um, you're quite right. It can be a month or six weeks between the first um, announcement and actually it's stopping. Yeah, you're quite right. But yeah, um, colouring the um, plastic on their thingies black is a bit of a, an extra cheat on their part. Um, because it, it is quite nice to be able to see through and see what exactly you know pull it out for a second and just have a look and see so yeah that is a bit and sometimes um, i'll pull out the see-through one and it's absolutely bone dry and i think oh blimey i should have changed <laughs> that one fair enough that's my bad but uh yeah sorry canon don't don't do that switch to laser i say but that's another topic for another for day another day yeah, i used to have laser laser was great fun yes I want to put people who start what they have to say by uttering, I mean, like they've already said something that needs clarifying. I was watching the news um, the other day and they were asking um, questions of uh, people they were interviewing and, and sometimes professional journalists and what have you. And so they asked the question, um, what do you think of the current situation with regards to Boris's party? And then they, the first thing they say is, uh, well, I mean... And you think, well, th that's an inappropriate way to start a sentence. Well, I mean, because the, <laughs> you, you say that after you've said something that needs clarifying, not before you've said anything at all. So I'm Mr. Pedantic with my Room 101. I'm going to put people who start saying, I mean, at the beginning of sentences into Room 101. I mean, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And the one that gets me is so. I think I find the same thing with some yeah, of the people yeah, Boris. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's habit, isn't it? It's people who have habits. It's people who use the word literally every tenth word and have no idea what it means. Yeah, It's yeah. just word habits. I yes. literally died yesterday. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you there, Ted. That can absolutely go in. Oh, look, who's popped up again? It's young Steve Litchfield. He's going to put into Room 101, wind, strong winds, any wind. Oh, that's topical. Thank you, yeah. Steve. <laughs> Hate it. Always have done. When I lived in a camper van and when I lived in a static home too, um, he feels for me there. Noisy, destructive, horrible wind. I know, I know, you can have fun with a kite, he says, or go sailing. But 99% of people would rather have no wind. Away wind, says Steve. I do actually agree that wind is um, really, really annoying most of the time. Um, I, rain is not so bad. Even strong rain and driving rain and all the rest of it. But wind is just like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, Steve. Room 101. 
I don't know if we should abolish all wind. I'm a strong believer in without the darkness, how would we recognize the light? I think we need black and white and shades of gray in the world. Otherwise it would be a very boring place. No, I don't like wind either, but I think we should have wind from time to time. You're outvoted two to one. Well then, here's some more wind. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a gold star to Timpsons. You may oh, remember right. yeah. I, my wonderful Cronaby semi smartwatch that I brought onto the show a year ago and I brought onto what are still using not very long ago, just a couple of shows back, and we talked about it. And at that time, I said, I haven't even had to change the battery yet. Well, now I have. <laughs> Right. Which I thought would be straightforward. I took how, it to how long? How, how long did it last? Sorry? Um, over a year. I mean, over I brought year, okay. it on to still using, uh, okay. what, a month or two ago. So it will have been over a year by now. Okay. And I took it to a local jeweller and said, can you change the battery? Oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, goodness, no, no. We'll have to go to London and get the battery for that one. Oh, <laughs> I took it to another jeweller's. Oh, no, sorry, we can't do that. We don't do it in the shop. We have to send it away. I took it to a third jeweller's. Now, what was that one? Oh, Mr. So-and-so isn't in today. He'll be back on Saturday. You can bring it in then, but you'll have to wait because he'll have a lot of jobs. This went on. <laughs> Four jewellers turned me down. And again, wow. I mean, this is almost a better before. Because what happened to the days when you could just wander into a jeweller's with a watch? Yeah. Ten minutes later, they changed the battery. Anyway, the fourth jeweller said, try Timpsons. Now, I'm a snob. And I said, I don't want to get my watch battery changed at a versatile stand. I don't want to take it to some kebab place down the corner. But I thought, no, stop being a snob. Go to Timpsons. And it was fine. Do you know what? He was a lovely man, friendly, clearly perfectly competent, nice man. Took my watch, changed the battery in 10 minutes flat. Um, 20 quid it cost, which is, you know, that's the price of living, I suppose. Uh, and there we are. Job done. So I really want to give a gold star to Timpsons, firstly for, for misjudging and, and, and being a snob and not wanting to go in the first place. But then when I did, very nice man, changed the watch battery in 10 minutes, no problems. It's really nice to know that Timpsons is still going after all these years. Yes. Um, I, I don't know of one myself locally, but um, yeah, that's, that's great to hear because they were really ve very flexible, did some interesting... They used to, to, to mend shoes and reheal shoes and stuff, and they, they just did all these little odd jobs, and it was a great little shop, I think. And I give him another gold star, you know, because when the battery came out, I should have... It's in the other room now. I can't remember. Um, you know, there's the standard watch battery. Is it called a 3032? or It's a 2032, I think, is the number. Right, This yeah. battery was a 3032. Okay. It was enormous. It was nearly oh, right. as big as the watch. Oh. And he said to me, luckily, I had one of these. Um, this is a very unusual battery, uh, which actually in a little bit justifies the first jeweller saying, oh, I have to go to London to get the battery because he may have had a point. <laughs> if I right. will buy some strange, obscure Swiss watch, a uh, uh, Swedish watch, I should say. Um, anyway, yeah, it was a, it, I think it was a right. 3032 as opposed to the okay. standard 2032, which was a bigger battery. But I'm beginning to sound like a train spotter now. Oh, it was the uh, 2032 battery that I used to use, but now I use the 3032. No, perhaps that's true of all smart watches. Maybe, maybe because they've got to drive so many more things inside the the days of the tiny weeny little watch battery is not big enough anymore mm, i don't maybe, know uh, it, maybe if you opened up the back of a samsung smartwatch there, there was there would equally be a whack and grated battery in it. i don't know because they're rechargeable remember this is not yeah, a re yeah, this is a yeah. standard this is a yeah. battery goes flat replace it battery not a rechargeable whereas of course, the vast of majority of smartwatches will be rechargeable usb plug them in so there'll be different batteries anyway, yeah but they'll, they? they'll still have a battery in there yes but, yes um, yeah yeah but by that token, they probably have a smaller battery because it only has to last 24 hours before you have to plug the ruddy thing back in again. Yeah, unless you buy a decent one. Yes. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's great to see Timpson still going. And um, I shall have a look and see where the local one is. I, talking of repairing watches, I'm going to put the local watch repair shop um, in Abergelly into room 101 because my dad went in there to have his battery replaced and because we couldn't get the back of the thing off i wasn't going to do it myself and i said to him if i get if i try and take the back of this watch off i think i'm going to scratch it and he's got this yeah, lovely yeah. 800 quid watch oh yeah, yeah which yeah. is really really nice um and so he went down to this shop what does he do this bloke down the road scratches it to oh. buggery getting the back off which is what i could have done i said to him you know you ought to go and complain but he's he he 
he's quite right. What what are you gonna? You'd have to prove it, and it'll be really difficult, wouldn't yeah. it? And then he'd fall out with people. But anyway, yeah. So it's a shame, really, because he's got this lovely, lovely watch, and it's now on the back. Thankfully, the back doesn't the back face outwards. Seen much, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's all scratched, and that's a shame. But yeah, Timpson's gold star. I agree. When you said your dad went in to change his battery, I thought, what kind of battery does your dad run on? <laughs> Actually, he's, he has got one in his chest. That's oh, yes. another story okay. for another day. Um, right, okay, I think we're done, aren't we? Are we up to the hour? Have we're we done our hour. penance? We're still alive. I can see various yeah. bits of detritus blowing around the garden from here, but I'm still in one piece. How's it at the your end? Started up yet? Looking out the window, it looks exactly as the same as it did an hour <laughs> you ago. You may have dodged a bullet there, Mr. I think, I think I think the North Wales has really dodged this one, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Anyway, hopefully we'll all be back in two weeks' time and not be blown away anywhere or wait for the next storm to come along, which they, they seem to be calling anything that's a strong wind now a storm, don't Yes, they? yes. But uh, anyway, that's another story for another day. We've got a lot of northern stories for another day, haven't we, this week? <laughs> oh, and, and it'll be F, what we had, it's F next, isn't it? E for Eunice, F, F for f- me, it's a storm. No, maybe not. <laughs> Yes, enough of that kind of talk, you, you, you scoundrel. Whateverworks.works is our website. Head across there. Links to all the stuff we've been talking about today. TedSalmon.com for me. AidenBell.com for Aiden. MeWe Group is where we want you to hang out. Let us know whatever works in your life. We'll bring the highlights of that to the forthcoming shows. Anything for you to say in retirement, Aiden? <laughs> retirement? I hope not. No, it's been fun as always, and I look forward to the next one. And get yourselves in the MeWe Group and give us some content. Last, last, the last thing to say then, as always, is don't forget, whatever, whatever works, works. works.